Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Did you know this podcast is powered by Acast? Acast is the home of podcasting. For creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too. And creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise. Podcasters and advertisers in the know know Acast. It's time you did too. Visit Acast.com to find out more. Acast for the stories. Hey guys, just to warn you that before our episode starts, we have a story in there that might be triggering. It's around non consensual sex. So just a warning. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one where we interview Sophie Duca. Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionize the sex space, break down barriers, and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. I don't know why I did that. I was like, do something cool. Instead of saying hey, and I was like, I'm an aeroplane. Was that an aeroplane noise? Uh, I was like, uh, sort of space invader. I don't know. Yeah, more like a spaceship. Yeah, a spaceship. Babe, please tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. I'm really cool. Uh, <laughs> and I know a lot about space. I'm also a comedian. Uh, Couldn't have guessed. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I'm a comedian and a writer person, actress person, but mainly 
just jokes. Excuse me. <laughs> just just for laughter. What 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 have you been up to recently? Like what where can people find your comedy? Oh, um the easiest way because I refuse to make a website and by refuse I mean I haven't gotten around to it yet. <laughs> is to find me on Twitter where I usually talk about most of the stuff and my handle's at Sophie Dubucks. But I host a night called Wacky Racists, which is my baby. I've been doing it for about uh, a year and it's like really, really fun. Mm. Uh, the name is a pun. It's not actually a night for actually wacky, <laughs> actual <laughs> racists. Specifically wacky racists. Nah, it's a comedy night uh, and it's got perfumers. Uh, uh, is that like a sort of like sexual big legs um it's a night for comedians like platforms performers and comedians of color but also allies and we play stupid games like um there's a game called hashtag sorry not sorry and there's a game called pin the tail on the honky and it's uh <laughs> yeah it's like a big stupid big fun comedy night in king's cross so that's a thing if you Ooh. get to london you can see me alive doing that I do comedy all over the place all the time uh, at lots of festivals and going to Latitude and Macbeth cool. in Edinburgh. Nice. And sometimes like pop up doing like writing stuff for people like mm. the BBC or for Frankie Boyle or lots of, lots of little places. Yeah. So you do some shit, man. Some you, you, shit. You get around. Yeah. <laughs> Just- and you started talking about sex in your latest comedy set, right? Yeah. And the show that I, I wanted to do I'm doing my first, my debut hour, um, which is just a thing that is like presented at the Edinburgh Comedy Festival in August. So most of my year is going to be writing a comedy hour. And it's just, there's so much sex in it. And I'm not someone Love that talk, talked about <laughs> sex a lot in my comedy or even myself that much in my comedy. But now I'm doing my debut. I'm like, oh, this new shit <laughs> about sex, which worries me. Well, sex is also very funny. Yeah. And it never gets boring. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so. When I've got like my octogenarian <laughs> audience looking for a bit of culture, and I'm like, <laughs> not your wacky no. racist, no, no. <laughs> Could you imagine? Mm. So, what do you think about the stigma that surrounds the number and like how many people that you slept with? Uh, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of a weird thing to have like a number when it's just like what makes it. A number. I don't really know how far you have to go and with who to make it a yeah. fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. So, like, if you've got loads of like grey area stuff, <laughs> yeah, like grey pubes, or uh, no, yeah, just <laughs> you got grey pubes and you're just like living your life. Um, so, I think it's yeah. I think I think it's silly. I think it's silly, but I mm. I feel like I have been guilty in the past of being a bit competitive. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've got a friend, so I think this is more like when you're younger. Let's say you're at school. I mean, I wasn't really fucking anyone at school. But like, if you're like younger and it's still kind of new and you're like, my friend is like me and we have similar experiences and then you find out that they've been much more sexually experienced than you or maybe like much less than you would have thought, then you're like, oh, is this, is what I'm doing not Mm -hmm. fine? Missing out. Yeah. Mm. Am I missing out or am I doing it too much? Have I misunderstood? Did I not get the memo? Which is like, (laughs) we're going to do it. Like, take our time. (laughs) Like, just like, I want to get on beat. But now I, yeah, now I care much less about what other people are doing. Yeah. Fuck number one. The last fuck. Last fuck was at Homerton Hospital earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) Name and shame. Uh, I think I can't actually remember her name. I think it was Deirdre. 
Maybe. <laughs> oh, stop. That's such a, like, a nurse name. It's, was, she, was she a doctor or a nurse? I don't know if she was a doctor or a nurse, but she was definitely, like, she definitely seemed very skilled. So I think she's, let's call her Dr. Deirdre. Like, so, this will be protecting her identity unless she, that actually was her name. So you were and fucking know, in the hospital? We weren't fucking in the hospital. I just had an ultrasound and I don't think I drank my two litres of water far enough in, because I cycled there. So I didn't want the, like, saddle of my bike. I don't know. I know it doesn't press into your bladder, but I thought I didn't want to really need to pee on the bike. That would have been unfortunate. So I drank my two liters of water, which you should have before an ultrasound, mm. um, quite close in time to the scan. Mm. And then she said my bladder wasn't very full, where I was like wobbling around <laughs> like like a, one of those. What are they? They were like full of water, like sort of slinking. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Oh what were my they called? god. That was like the nineties. Yeah, nineties. Yes. Really slippery. And... That was the first time I ever oh, really yeah. figured out how to do a hand job. They were just like <laughs> yeah. hand jobs for oh kids. I swear. Yeah, they were. They're so yeah. penisy, and you just like, were really with them. I was obsessed with mine. Uh... <laughs> so wait, how, how did the fucking happen? I don't understand. Oh, so I. Because I hadn't drunk enough water, or maybe because my, my uterus tilts backwards, guys. Oh, uh-huh. cool. fun fact. Um, <laughs> nice input. So she said she, we had to do an internal scan, so she got out a big sort of probe. But it was actually, it was more, oh, I don't know. I've had a, I've had a smear test, and it was more, like, they put, like, a warm gel on the top. Uh-huh. So that was kind of more pleasant than... Yeah. Oh, like cold speculum. Yeah, cold yeah. speculum. yeah. But there was like a lot more probing. And then she, I was also like at the end of my period. So I was like, there's going to be a little bit. And she was like, that's fine. Uh, and put on. Sorry. She put on a little condom. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just about to ask. So how, how did the sex happen? Uh, yeah. So she, she, she strapped up. She did not strap up. <laughs> that's not the term. She like put With a her little. medical penis. With her medical penis. <laughs> whacked on this. Uh, yeah. This, this, it was a condom. And then just like had a little feel. Um, she thought I had a polyp. She also had like a really strong oh. accent. And I think I sometimes go so accent deaf. I don't know where people are from. So she was either really, I think she was Irish. She oh, was yeah. Irish. Uh-huh. She was really, really Irish. <laughs> uh, and I loved her accent, but I couldn't understand anything because she was like, part of blood part. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I'm not trying to be offensive to the Irish. I loved her accent, but I was like, I just can't understand anything you're saying to me. Polyps are weird words though. Yeah, I've, I've had a polyp removed yeah, from my intestine. You're not expecting someone to say polyp. So pa- I was like, polyp? Polyp? <laughs> What's a polyp? Pa- so. Pa- she, you, she, she was like it's kind of like a skin tag but inside you're like yeah li- and then she was like lying. she said lining she i'm not I'm, i am now just like laughing at her beautiful <laughs> voice uh it, yeah it wasn't it was yeah very intimate until she needed a second opinion on my polyp and brought in robert um oh, who good came in that was like i Threesome. can't really if i'm not doing it if he's not operating the sort of medical dick <laughs> so he got down and he was quite like he was quite it was rough. like a different like rough but also like there was a, quite a lot of like skin contact oh. and i was like this is oh. weird so he fucked you better than the the than de- deirdre i was yeah it was did yeah he use a condom he did use a condom a new condom i was gonna say oh <gasps> really a new one yeah so was it she an put actual... everything away oh, and that. i was just like waited for a while and then robert came back but and it put was um, condom was it yeah. an actual condom it wasn't Slipped like a rubber in. glove it was an actual condom what what, what happened to the rubber glove 
What? No, because it wouldn't. Because that's got too many fingers. It just had to go. Over the, it was, <laughs> was like a probe. But like she was a... like, "I'm not going to stick it all up you." Oh, it's not on her finger. No, not on their finger. It's, it's for some like reason a little... thinking that they're. Magic. It's like a sonic, <laughs> sonic screwdriver with a condom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now I get it. So yeah, you actually <laughs> she just put a condom on her thing. That's what I was imagining. And then Robert came in and did the same. Oh wow. No, that would have been probably illegal. I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> I was thinking, what happened to the just like the little hand glove, the latex mm. glove? I think latex <laughs> gloves are really sexy. How did it make you feel? Um, therapy or what? <laughs> I, did, I mean i was i was i don't know you never want to enjoy it too much. <laughs> i've definitely enjoyed a probe from a doctor now and again even in my bum hole really it's just, yeah it's just the whole situation's really hot it's annoying because you don't want it to be hot you're trying to like yeah. crack jokes and laugh and mm. this doctor was so serious and i was like oh you know, trying to make it lighthearted, and he just would never, wouldn't even yeah, give me a pity no. laugh. Oh Aww. no! While no, his finger was in my bum hole. You've got to. Aww. I mean, I guess he's got like so many. His fingers up so many bum holes that he's like, I've hurt. Like, yeah, he said it all. I don't want to laugh. He was but... a new doctor. Oh, okay. He had to call for advice. Uh, sorry maybe they just do that maybe they do that if you've got a weird so they're just like oh i just need a second opinion on this part yeah he was so embarrassed as well he's like um i'm going to have to rectally examinate you he, he was just so shocked that he was gonna have to do it <laughs> oh, and i was like okay well let's hop to it then you know like really uh, excited and he just wasn't oh he was hot as well god damn it wait why was yeah. yours kind of sexually was it was it did, were you sexually attracted to the situation uh, um i was i wasn't i wasn't officially <laughs> Like the official line is no i mean like they were but they were both kind of hot really yeah but i was also like my health so yeah, i wasn't just like yeah <laughs> um, and then she didn't tell me when i could get dressed again so i was just like can i get ready she's like oh yeah sure cool. <laughs> just standing there naked just, just, yeah well from the waist down which is kinkier fuck two the first fuck I so my first time was with a guy called Mr. Wright. Stop um, it. Was, yeah, what, yeah. His okay, actual or his his name was Wright, but it was spelt. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, with a W, because he Your was. Your first time uh-huh. was with Mr. Wright. Mr. Wright. I didn't call him Mr. Wright. <laughs> um, I suppose I shouldn't use his full name. I don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just just like announced. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really care because he ghosted me. The end. Um, oh, but, oh, get rid. Yeah. The f- but oh. It was fine. It was actually really, <laughs> it wasn't romantic. But at the time, I thought it was romantic. We met at a weird sort of alpine club. Alpine <laughs> club? Yeah, it was like, it, it was really weird. I don't know if it was officially alpine themed. And it was around Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. So it was a lock and key party. Okay. Oh. Um, so what's a lock and key party? Oh, it's a really progressive type of party where all the girls wear locks and all the guys have keys, <gasps> and they go around like trying their key in the lock. And I guess that if... actually sounds pretty cool. Wait, yeah. How old were you when this was happening? I was. I think I was seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Intr- like I would never have thought of doing something That's like that when I was seventeen. But it was it was like an official like we weren't well, we weren't seventeen year olds being like we've organised this. Yeah. Also, it's a bit weird because it's like what happens if it works and you yeah. don't like them? It's like they own you. <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh, yeah. I found my bike. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of nice though because you you're trying it in someone's lock and you must be chatting at the same time. Yeah, you That's have a look. His, his key didn't fit in my lock, but we had like a oh, nice really? chat and he did some weird like mind game on me. 
What, he, like, he did the, like the thing where it's like imagine like a box and like imagine like the horse is standing next. So have you d- like people done that with no. you? No. And then at the end they're like, well, how big the box is is like your ego, and like what the horse is is like how you see your lover, and like oh. the storm is how you see trouble. Like a it's dream. It's also like all those things are like what you've seen in the day, like things that like a dream, like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> it was a dream. Uh, Mr. Wright was a dream. Um, he wasn't real. Yeah, but he was, he was like, yeah, it was really, like, I just really liked him. Mm-hmm. And after we met at that lock and key party, um, we then went and had like a day in Carnaby Street, which to me at the time felt like one of those montages in a film <laughs> where <laughs> like trying on clothes, and, like popping out of stuff. And it was all really nice. Um, he lived in the Barbican. And he showed me this like secret at the time, like garden in the Barbican. Oh yeah, Wait, that, I mean uh, in the Barbican. Yeah, but then yeah, we had with with sex, not in the. I think he wanted to have sex in the garden, but there were too many like little old ladies walking around the Barbican in the middle of the day. Do, do you think that he was a virgin, or do you think he had done this before? I think he'd done it before. The first time we had sex, I don't think it really worked. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit hazy on what happened, but I think maybe he like lost it lost his erection lost his erection Mm -hmm. i think but i like didn't know what it was meant to be so i was like yeah this is like fine i'm like yeah and it was you're definitely fucking me now like yeah i feel it yeah i feel like i felt something but like i think it didn't last as long as he wanted it to and then Mm -hmm. we had sex a subsequent time (laughs) after we had some like Something that we'd eat, like maybe like he had a toasty maker or like a George Foreman grill. I've not, I've not spoken about this for so long. Uh, but yeah, I remember it was really not, like I felt really ready. Mm. And he was a guy that I just met at a club. I didn't have sex with him that night, but I just met him. And it all seemed really like cute and nice. And I was like, yeah, I was happy with how I lost my virginity. And then he just, yeah, cussed I still have him on Facebook. Uh, so like right what? after, so did you have Block. sex? How many times do you have sex before he ghosted you? I think probably, I think not that many times. I think maybe like maximum four times, and maybe was, two or three. Was this like in a couple Definitely of days or a couple of weeks, months? A couple of weeks, mm-hmm. a few weeks. Ghosting is so harsh. Especially, did he know that he was the person that took your virginity? I don't think he believed me. Uh, because you were so good. Yeah, I, was I mean, say. I don't think I did. It. I mean, I was like, Bleh. but I think... I d- maybe he believed me after we had sex and like oh but um <laughs> I think he d- I think I don't think he believed me I don't know why yeah how did you but feel about being a... ghosted after losing your virginity because that's quite like I think when you lose your virginity you do kind of form some sort of attachment to that person because you're always going to remember them yeah I mean you shouldn't though we've spoken to people that yeah. have had amazing one night yeah. stands yeah. losing their virginity yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's been an incredible experience yeah but it just depends on how you feel I kind of, I felt fine about it. Like, I don't know, it was a bit like, oh, but I think it felt like such a random coming into my life, coming into my life, literally, um, <laughs> thing that I was just like, meh. I don't know, I've, I've, I felt quite chilled about it, but he was just like, he's also, he wasn't Mr. Right. He was like a little like new rave goblin. Oh, like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> He was just, yeah. Mr. Wrong. Mr. Wrong. Fuck three. The best fuck. I 
had sex with this girl um who i like later called um beautiful angel uh like in a okay that sounds one really creepy and also just ridiculous um i met this girl at a club night and she was just really cool like she Oh God, I hope she doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> she's just really cool. I was like at the night and it's like that point in the night when you're like, oh, I'm thinking I'm going to go home. And then I met her and she was just like so beautiful and so cool. And she was French. Uh, I used to live in France and my ex is French. So I like love speaking to French people anyway. But she'd just been um, in Ghana which is where my like I've like lived before and like my dad is from and she's like was like an artist and she'd been like oh taking gosh. like making work like collaborating with artists there like perfect on paper pretty much yeah she was just like really like engaging like happy and like and I was just, like okay I guess I'm staying out <laughs> uh and then um and then we left the club and there was like talk about an after party but it was kind of like exclusive I don't know it was like kind of like a cute like a cutie park like party mm. um and she is like white passing so it was like at the time I thought she was white and so I was just like oh I'm not like these black people like are quite like so I wasn't sure if she she like could come and then she was just like oh I'll just come home with you but the reason that this uh was the best fuck apart from it being great was that it was um like everything was like so lovely like it was just really nice I don't really know what kiss means but I'm gonna use it it was like a really nice time and I had been uh involved with someone who was not a nice time oh no uh and nothing was easy and everything was sort of like fought for and weirdly like um I'm trying to not I mean fuck it but I I'm like (laughs) uh I think with that other person I kind of oh wow I don't, okay with that other person I kind of expected the sex to be different to how it was because uh-huh. of how we were around each other was very um uh like lots of lots of chemistry yeah oh, pa- yeah like passionate and... yeah yeah but then and then it didn't live up to that in the bedroom no but I think <laughs> Wait, are we still talking about the best sex? Well, no, 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 no. no. But the reason it was the best sex is that I had a very, like, difficult sort of, like, period of seeing someone who was, who was not, it was not easy with. Oh, I see. Um, Mm -hmm. And then having, meeting this person and having this, like, beautiful sex with them. And then the next day, like, there was, like, sunlight pouring through the window. And she was just, like, such, like, a... And also, it was what... It sounds really bad, but it was just, like, one of those things where you just, like, look at someone while you're having sex with them and just, like, how is this happening? You're just, like, ludicrously gorgeous. Yeah, Yeah. like the stars of a line. Yeah, and she's really (laughs) nice. I'm just, like... I mean, it's, like, a nice, beautiful person who's just, like, happy. And it it was... yeah, Yeah. It was great. So, yeah, that's... That's you're painting in like an incredible, beautiful picture. It does. Yeah. It just, and then it after it's beautiful, like, man. After like she left, like walked like me to the bus stop because I was going to like babysit and she like sent me like yeah. a really nice like text, like a sunshine emoji. I was just like, you're Aww. perfect. Fuck number four. The worst fuck. Um, so the worst fuck was when I was in Paris in Paris Mm -hmm. and I was I think it was around the time of my birthday 
and I was talking to a guy in a club and he I think it was like I think maybe we like made out in the club um but he was like quite clean and like we're both quite drunk and I was like not really into it so I left the club my friends are going back to a different part of Paris and in Paris I don't know if it's still like this but it's impo- like it's just impossible to get home um and I would never at that time have like taken a like taxi but it's just so hard to like find where you're going um so I was like walking up and down like maybe trying to find a taxi maybe trying to see if there was a bus like none of the metros were open and he kind of um is like oh I've got a taxi Uh and I was like okay Uh (laughs) okay this already sounds like the start of a horror film it's like not a good story um (laughs) but yeah he's like I've got a taxi and he was like oh you can like take my taxi and like go to your house and I was like okay uh, and then already in the, um, in the taxi, I'm like, fuck, fuck. Uh, and I lived with like four boys, four French guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was just like, I really hope that one of them is, I don't know if I was thinking that at this point, but I was like, I hope that one of them is home. Uh, and then the taxi like stopped at my house and I got out, but yeah. he also got out oh, and shit. I hadn't been expecting him to get out. So, so I was just like, shit, him. I didn't invite him. So I was like, oh God, this Already is... Already warning <laughs> Yeah. Like... Uh, and then I was just like, I don't... I, I think I was like thinking like, can I just like slam the door? Like getting through like into my apartment, like the fifth floor. And yeah. I was just like, there's four of them. It's like two, like 3 a.m. Like one of them must be home. Um, but I got in and like none of them were home. And so I was just like, oh shit. For fuck's sake. Uh, so then um, we were, we went into like... I also lived in like this weird flat with like five people and there were like two actual bedrooms. Um, and like, anyway, so it was like a weird thing. So it wasn't the room that I normally slept in, but it was like a room with a bed. Mm. And we went into the room and we were like doing like stuff in the bed, but like he kept on trying to have sex with me. Yeah. And I was like, no, like, no, 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 no. Did you uh, say that? Yeah, I said no. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, okay, so at this bit, I don't really remember what happened. Mm. I don't think. But, like, then I, I remember, like, we went to bed, and, like, in the morning, um, he's kind of, like, trying again. Uh-huh. And I think what happened, I think the way that, like, I remember it is that I didn't, like, I kind of, like, got tired of, like, saying no. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, like, I basically just didn't do anything. We've yeah. all been there, yeah. though. I definitely all been there. We, yeah. You just you don't want to like make the situation worse. So you end up just letting it happen. Yeah. And there's that whole gray, gray area around like, was I okay with that? Did I consent? I didn't consent. How do I go about doing this? And it's yeah. it's so important to talk about because yeah. I think it happens to it's people. It's that sort of like deer in the headlights. Like you can't physically get the words out to yeah. say no. You feel yeah. like weak inside. Yeah. And like, you kind of feel like there's like a little tiny you inside your body and you're kind of like trapped there. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I'll just let this be over and then he'll go. Yeah. And I, but, but, but the thing, the reason I was like, I want to talk about it is that like at afterwards, like just like why is nobody home yeah, afterwards yeah. I, th- I very like much felt like I was trying to like style it out about what had happened to me I remember I had this like vintage like when I say vintage like from like a shitty like little vintage shop like this like fur coat and I think I 
like it's like quite ostentatious and I was like mm. sit I remember sitting and like wearing it and he was like trying to talk to me about like when he was gonna see me again possibly or like talk to me and something and I was just like sitting there like naked in this fur coat trying to be like imposing and like sexy or whatever yeah. <laughs> trying to be like really trying cool. to be like this is part of like the net like of me and like Paris and like like this is the thing and like I'm in control of it and I'm really sexy but I didn't yeah. want to um come across as like yeah. a victim in that situation yeah. well nobody wants to come across as a victim because then you yeah. blame yourself for it yeah but it clearly sounds like he had no idea what he was doing mm. he just even though you said no he just didn't it wasn't even a, like a an option for him yeah which one, i'm not excusing him yeah, at all what one thing that i because i was just like really like no with like my body as well yeah. and this is like for god's sake this is really he should have but this is this is quite like gra- graphic i don't know because he's a dick but like this is quite a bit like also like so i was just like it's not gonna work because i like don't want it and then yeah. i remember i felt something really cold and it's because he had like some lube with him so he just like used <gasps> oh lube. my god yeah that's one step too far yeah it's like it's about yeah well i mean uh thank you so much for sharing because no it's worries. it's such a hard thing to share and to talk about and to accept in yourself i th- also think that there's this kind of um confusion around consent mm-hmm. um with a lot of people that don't understand that sometimes you can't say no you have one unheard message <laughs> Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at Mm. current.tech. But what's weird in your situation is that you were saying no the whole evening. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah it's i mean you yeah you don't just change your mind in the morning like oh actually yeah yeah this is this is fine <laughs> but then he like yeah he like texted me for a bit and like i never i never replied to, i've like never spoken to him or yeah, said course, anything fuck number five the fuck that made me did you know this podcast is powered by Acast? Acast is the home of podcasting for creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too and creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise podcasters and advertisers in the know know Acast it's time you did too visit Acast.com to find out more Acast for the stories um I think the fact that changed my life is quite hard to think about. But I think one of the facts that I feel has changed my life is that I had sex with my ex on holiday. On a holiday that we took after we broke up. And it was while I was... Yes. People do that. It's so bizarre. It's it's not as wild. It's... (laughs) It was... He suggested it. I was like, you are insane. Stop being so French. But because we were in a... <laughs> it's the French peeps. Because <laughs> uh, we were in a long distance relationship. I then was like, it's so hard to come and see each other. There's so much 
resonances and stuff and people here and if I go there there's so much if we go to this neutral place it's kind of like a closure mm. to Lisbon a great place to go with your ex <laughs> um but it was the reason it changed my life is that I didn't I think I did know that we were going to have sex when I booked the holiday but I didn't know I wasn't going for that at least not consciously I was just like I just need to see you because we don't live in the same place and we only have this closure and we had a really beautiful time and did have lots of sex um but I had kind of started seeing a different guy um who had been on holiday when I decided to go on holiday with my ex <laughs> and I told him I'm going on holiday with my ex I don't really know what's gonna happen yeah. so if you don't want to be part of because we were seeing each other casually if you don't want to be part of this that's fine and he was like are you gonna have sex with him and I said I don't know which obviously means yes yes (laughs) but for some reason my partner was like oh she's probably not gonna have sex with him (sighs) and towards the end of like the five day stay in Lisbon um he called me and I was talking to him about his life my ex got upset about something so it was being weird like left the flat so he was he heard like a bit of disturbance between us and then I was like I'm sorry I have to go my ex's name is being really weird. I then resolved stuff with my ex, went out for like a last night dinner, but then my current partner in London is like trying to be casual, sending me texts. I don't have, I don't have what like signals. So my phone mm-hmm. is like not there being like, oh, the little chat, like this is a dream I had. And then don't have sex with your ex. <laughs> but like oh. four days in, like I had it like, and then was really upset about it. And I was like, okay, we need to talk. Yeah. When I get back. Um, so I met up with him and he was, when I got back and he was really heartbroken and hurt and angry that um, I'd had sex with my ex. And the reason that I think it uh, changed my life is that because I did that, it kind of made me, well, we were in a situation where I then committed to my current partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like so, monogamously. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and it was... I don't think I was like wrong to have sex with my ex, but I think it's, I, do, I don't know. I think it's weird, like how powerful sex is and what it means to people and how it, that was definitely the impetus for us getting into this relationship. Mm. So yeah. Did, did it positively change you in any way? Or was this just like a realization like, oh fuck, I just can't go banging but then there's a miscommunication as well it was a miscommunication I mean I was I feel like I was pretty clear um, <laughs> I'm going on holiday with my ex I'm going on holiday with my ex we're going to say in an Airbnb in Lisbon yeah um, I feel I still feel like empowered I th- by the fact that I went on holiday with my ex and like I had like an underst- I have an understanding of this person and I, I feel glad that I went I wouldn't reverse that I went I regret the hurt that it caused to my partner, but I think it was like, I don't know it. Like it was like kind of a decision that I made and I could see its impacts on things. Yeah. And it felt like I wasn't being passive. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I'm not saying the only reason we got together was like, I don't want you to be fucking other people, but it, it showed me something that I hadn't really considered. I'd never thought that he would care that much about yeah that. it does uh, show that he cares yeah like, but like sleeping with an ex is quite a oh, tricky <laughs> yeah. situation complicated in its own right yeah yeah i'm going on holiday with one yeah, but then <laughs> i don't if, think i would ever do that but if you were had a long 
long distance relationship and the reason why it didn't work was because it was long distance and that's mm-hmm. kind of more understandable because mm-hmm. oh, it wasn't like you you fucked each other off or, or someone did mm-hmm. anything bad it was just like mm-hmm. we have to do this yeah i mean yeah it 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 was it kind of made sense at the time even though it seemed like such a bad idea he did then try and get me back up as well. for fuck's sake So, Florence, what have our listeners asked us today? So, this week's question is, I'm absolutely head over heels for my current partner. We have amazing chemistry and the sex is too hot for words. The problem I'm having is that I can't orgasm unless I'm fantasizing about porn. I have been watching porn from a young age and it's always how I've masturbated. I want to be able to live in the moment and enjoy pleasure, but I can't seem to get my mind out of porn any advice that's really interesting isn't it so interesting and really honest as well mm. i think i think quite a few people yeah. can struggle from um like separating reality and, and fantasy with porn yeah. especially um i guess like people who have like people that are quite young now have mm. actually grown up with the access yeah. of porn from a very young age so if you're watching porn for like since you were a young teenager like that will just have like infiltrated your mind and everything that you think that you enjoy about sex Mm. I think that I'm I don't think I have the same problem but I think that I've been like I I I used to have an imagination I want to use my imagination I want to not I think porn seems is so accessible it's so easy I think it's the thing that most reliably for me anyway we'll be like oh now I feel like I want to come yeah and it's if you're feeling frustrated or horny and you're like short on time I'm very time poor it's like oh I have the porn yeah I've tried not watching as much yeah. I don't think I ever watched loads of it but I think I've tried to not because I want to I don't want to like desensitize myself to experiences with my partner or the real world I think I think like porn can be healthy and stuff yeah but i think if you're finding it difficult maybe it is better to try and go without it that's what i was thinking but not beat yourself up if you're just like oh like yeah i think it would be either like trying to quit porn um for at least like a couple of months and see how that goes or like trying to get into a different style of like erotic uh stuff that like or something to your imagination and like gets you off like either like start reading like erotic literature stuff that like involves your imagination more mm-hmm. i would think there's so much out there now that like people are expecting things in the bedroom that mm-hmm. just don't happen in real life because yeah. what happens in porn is not reality like a lot of the time it is all just like with like positions that don't actually feel good in the bedroom like the way you treat each other is different than it is in real life Mm. um and like things get like super super kinky and like if you're watching that at like a young age it just be terrible like i talk a lot about in there's new show that i'm ready (laughs) how like yeah you're trying to well like for me i'm just like this is like the way that you're going to experience desire you haven't had these experiences yet yeah like one of the things that's like and also i think which you guys might be able to like verify 
I was just like, I think loads of people, I think I read a study about it, but loads of people watch lesbian porn, whether or not they're actually queer yeah. women. Yes, yes. Because it's so fun. and i I was always just like yeah like it's crazy like because i spoke to some other women i was like they watch it as well but then now i'm like oh i am actually queer so it doesn't apply Mm -hmm. yeah but like they're just like two women having sex and then one woman will like swivel the other woman's hips so that her vagina's facing the fourth wall and (laughs) everyone's just kind of like tilted to the side so you can get the best angle and that's not how you have sex for like no you should never like learn your sexual technique to be posing and like thinking about what you look like i read about like people thinking like yeah they don't like the angle it's, they look it's a movie you know, you know they're making yeah. a film it's, yeah. it's all planned it's all set out like sometimes it can be sexy and sometimes it isn't it's just a performance yeah um i mean i definitely have a problem or i know that i've had a problem with porn but i've definitely separated masturbation and porn with sex yeah. but even then there could be a lot of anxiety around worrying about porn especially yeah. if you don't need to worry like i think about porn a lot when i'm having sex because i'm trying to concentrate i actually want to come i want to enjoy myself and i i don't just think about myself in the moment i do think about a situation not all the time mm-hmm. but yeah. it's also putting a lot of pressure on yourself saying oh my god i shouldn't be thinking about porn i should be thinking about yeah. the person i'm with and that's that's not to say mm-hmm. it's true the entire way through like it's great if you live in the yeah. moment but and it, those sort of thoughts stick with you yeah it, it's absolutely fine to just yeah. think about a sexy it sounds scenario. like they're really attracted to their partner or the person that yeah. they're having sex with it's not yeah. that they don't find them attractive so if you're enjoying what they're doing to you and the situation you're in and you're yeah. also thinking about a scenario that's i don't know that yeah that sounds yeah. more like yeah mm. it could be more of a problem like i i think maybe like definitely take the steps to like remove porn mm. from your life and then also if then it's still a problem then I would definitely think about talking to a therapist just because mm. talking through things with someone else will help remove it as a problem and start like you'll just Process. have like a better understanding mm. of it um to put it in a different light yeah but breaks are great anyway you did that with toys didn't you yeah yeah like sex toys it's the same with like having a break from social media if you're mm. finding yourself on it too much yeah. and you know wanting to do it for yourself is so much easier than just being forced to or feeling like you have to just being like okay i will take a break from this for a time being and i know that it will help have have belief that it will help fucking hell florence baby give me that worst story so my worst sex story would be with this guy that lived with me for about two months and I had been over him for a while, but I was waiting for him to figure out his life. Mistake. <laughs> and one morning he woke up and started kissing me and then went down to go kiss me all the way down to my chest and my stomach and got to my white shorts. And at this point, my eyes were closed and he said, oh shit. And I opened my eyes to see that there was a trail of blood from my chin. <laughs> to my white shorts on my vagina he had had a nosebleed and did not feel it he then said well it's okay it just looks like period blood and that was the last time i have seen him wow i I was really expecting that to go down the period blood route yeah Yeah. because it was white shorts i was like yeah that's yeah always white shorts always white pants and white shorts or trousers anything blood related it's I think it's always white, but nosebleed. Uh, 
and the fact that he was a mistake anyway. Yeah. Oh. But then, nosebleeds, I just don't... Like, period blood isn't that bad. We've been brought up to think that period blood is so embarrassing and, oh my God, if you leak, it's the end of the world and it really shouldn't be. No. And it should be the same with nosebleeds. Like, my, my boyfriend, he gets nosebleeds all the time, especially when we're doing sexual stuff because it's a drop or a change in temperature, body yeah. temperature, or mm-hmm. and that's what changes it. He used to get nosebleeds all the time. Like, I'd, probably every time we had sex, there'd be a nosebleed at some point. Mm-hmm yeah um but that's just i kind of like the fact that he made it a little bit jokey but it definitely came across like <laughs> a bit of a dick move <laughs> yeah oh it's just period blood yeah like, no you fucking bled your nose all over her yeah <laughs> I'd stained I into her the white shorts yeah oh, i'm so sad about the white shorts i was like they're so cute <laughs> the precious oh, white shorts. Oh. well unfortunately it is time for us to wrap this up and fuck off fuck off <laughs> our favorite part of the podcast yeah. thank you so much for being here sophie yeah you've been amazing and thanks for sharing some really really heartfelt and and scary stories i think it's it's important to hear yeah definitely. every aspect of definitely. sex where can our listeners find you they can find me as i said at sophie duke box um is the best place to find me on my twitter and yeah i just love to see people in person you can find about my gigs there but also yeah. search wacky racist on facebook if you're anywhere near London, you come to come to that. Or if you if you're at a festival with comedy this year, you will probably see me there. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. oh, we'll be watching out for you, sexy pants. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. and good luck tonight as well. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. off to <laughs> headline again. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Much oh, love. And oh, and also fuck. everyone, remember to subscribe. You always forget this and just, leave just, advice and give us a rating and yeah, share us and all that and send in your stories. DM them to us. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. Follow our Instagram. Follow Sophie's Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please do. Okay. Looking for a new podcast to listen to? Here's what we love courtesy of ACAST Recommends. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and along with Tracy Cox, who is an international sex expert and author of 17 books, I co-host the podcast Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, and it's S-E-X-T-O-K. And the reason we have it as Sex Talk is because we happen to be viral TikTok (laughs) stars at the moment with some of our videos getting over 1.1 million views. So listen to us. I am totally shy and squeamish. She is super open, British, and hilarious. Listen to us each week as Tracy answers three anonymously sourced questions about all the things you talk to your girlfriends about. Listen on Acast or wherever you get your podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Acast, Acast recommends. Can I say bye now? Yes, you can bye. say bye now. Bye. 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 bye.